Okay, Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, Gora Hari. Welcome everyone to Saturday Sangha. Ta-da-da-da. We should have some fanfare record pre pre-recorded fanfare. Da-da-da-da. Saturday Sangha. <clears throat> oh, Magyana Timurandasya, Gananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Militam Yena, Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama, Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Yena Bhutale, Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam, Dadati svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatangvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sarvadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasindubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namonama E Krishna Karana Sindhu Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kantaradha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavanishvari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shikisha Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shri Vasadi Gauravaktarinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Again, welcome everyone. Uh, I was just looking at who's here. Happy to see you all and uh, happy and little surprised, but happy to see Suchandrika. <laughs> Welcome. And uh, all of you, um, yeah, 
I, I want to say um, this is a general thing uh, that you're all welcome uh, to show yourselves with video, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna insist. Um, maybe you think, oh, I don't want to show myself because I don't have T-lock on just now. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, or I didn't comb my hair or uh, whatever it is. Maybe you have, you know, you. we all have our reasons. Sometimes we uh, want to be avyakta. So I'm not going to insist, but uh, do feel welcome. It's nice, um, I think, uh, when you can show yourself, then, then we others can see you, and then it feels a little bit more like a real live sangha, even though it's all electronic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Here in Sadhu Bhavan, we have super nice autumn weather. Um, and uh, we are relishing it for the few days that it's here before it goes into the more seriously dark Polish winter. <clears throat> okay. So today, what are we doing? We're singing, we're discussing and singing Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song from Kalyana Kapataru, uh, in which he's going to be saying, basically, uh, don't think that your big efforts at austerity, vows, whatever, is going to get you Krishna. <laughs> that actually Krishna Krishna consciousness is simple. So he's going to encourage us in this way. And um, sort of built into his song, or perhaps it's just in the translation that we'll have to see. Maybe we'll get some help, some clarification, but from... Um, one of our two Bengali experts, depending who's going to be, who may be present. Um, yeah, then I think we have some show and tell. And if I remember correctly, um, I think uh, Chitrakaruni has something to share. And we'll see if anyone else does. And, um, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, my ongoing topic of, um, what do we call it? That big, terrible, not very attractive word, hermeneutics. But I think we'll start, uh, we will continue uh, to look at least briefly at Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, Adi Lila chapter 4. We might get one or two verses further. 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're minimizing the planning to maximize the spontaneity, I guess you can say. So, here's our song. It's, um, again, how many more? I'm not, I don't know how many more songs to the mind there are. Maybe they're all to the mind. Uh, this is Upadesha, song number 15 from Kalyana Kalpataru and Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is addressing his mind. Deko, deko mana. Brate jena nahau achana Krishna bhakti asho kori acho nana brata dori Radha Krishna kori te prasanna. Be careful, my dear mind, that you don't become bewildered by ritualistic vows. Achanna, I think, is being translated as bewildered. It means more like covered. Nahau achanna, don't be covered. Um, it's probably long a achanna, otherwise it would be not covered, achanna. So it must be achanna, achan, achanno in Bengali. <laughs> um, and we may know this word, channa, from channa avatar. Mm, there's a verse in Bhagavatam. Canto 7, chapter 9, uh, prayers of Prahlad Maharaj, one of the prayers. He is referring to avatars in the different yugas, and then he speaks of channa avatar. Um, that the Lord does not, is not visible in this age, but our acharyas explain this is referring to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's actually alluding to its uh, strong presence. Anyway, this is nahauat don't get covered over um, by your vratas. Krishna bhakti asha kuriacho kori koriya. Krishna bhakti asha koriya acho nana vrata doriya. Radha Krishna korite prosanno. So, with an aim to please Radha Krishna and make them favorably disposed to you. So that would be asha. Asha means hope. Here it's being translated as aim. Uh, Koriya, making your hope, Krishna Bhakti. Um making them favorably disposed to you, you accept various types of austere vows. Doriya um, would be mm, having accepted or having 
I think it's literally to carry, to hold. Um, I had one professor of uh, anthropology, cultural anthropology. Um, I attended a course he gave on cultural anthropology of India. It was very interesting. Um, he would tell us so many stories from his own experience, his own observations in South India. But uh, I always remember one day he, he gave an explanation uh, of the Indian nod. Uh, famously, you know, the, and I think this is all over India, that the way you express approval or agreeing is to nod your head like this, right? It's not the the Western. I don't I don't know how is it in China, but we say yes and no. But in in India, it's <laughs> so and some. So you wonder sometimes: is is he saying yes or is he saying no, or is it both? Yes, no. <laughs> anyway, this uh, professor, he said this with a straight face, so I thought he's serious, but then later I thought maybe he's just joking. But he said, this comes from receiving a weight on the head. So we see it also all over India in the villages, especially the ladies, the poor ladies. They have to take the big pot of water and they'll put it on their head, and the idea is, you know, getting it settled and getting it balanced there. So, like, like this. Anyway, for me, it's a perfect explanation because it gives that sense of you're accepting something. And there are interesting implications of it, I think. Accepting a burden, accepting a responsibility, uh, is involved often in agreeing to something. Anyway, acho nana brata dori, doriya. So accepting various uh, vows, nana brata. Radha Krishna korite prasanna. Prasanna, of course, uh, means pleased. Mm. Pleased, satisfied, happy. So one one can make Radha and Krishna pleased by various vows. It is possible. There's so many, so many injunctions uh, or descriptions or uh, invitations of doing various vows. Like Kartik vow is coming up, or Kartik is coming up, and within that. Um, or many, so many different vows devotees take to please the Lord. Um, which reminds me, uh, Kartik is coming up. When is it coming? It's coming in less than two weeks. Uh, 21st of October it begins. In case any of you were wondering... 
So you can start making your list of Kartik vows. <laughs> okay, um, verse 2, moving right along. Bhakti jay shohojatattva. Wow. Chitte tar ache shotto. Tahar shangridhi taba asho. Dakibe bichar kori. Shu kortina brattadori. Shohojer nakorobinash. Hmm. Um, devotional service is actually a very simple and easily understood truth. That's our um, translator's translation of Sahaja uh, Tattva. The word Sahaja uh, means simple. It can also mean natural, um, literally born with. Ja means uh, birth, saha, with. And from this we get the word sahajiya, which is kind of a dirty word amongst Vaishnavas. We don't want to be sahajiya Vaishnavas. Uh, but sahaja just means simple or natural. And uh, sometimes... The expression is there, sahaja bhakti. It doesn't mean sahajiya bhakti, it means simple. So here, sahaja tattva. And the truth of bhakti is simple. Chitte tar ache shatto. Mm. For it is the soul's natural inborn tendency. Okay, this is where it could be controversial. Uh, there's a controversy. Everyone likes controversy. Wakes us all up. What's the, what's the controversy? Tell me so that I can quickly decide whose camp I'm on so I can fight the other side. <laughs> the controversy is... Whether bhakti is inherent, that is, it's always there. Prabhupada often says dormant, it's dormant in the heart. Or uh, if it is, someone uses the expression inherited, that is, received, where the argument is you can only get bhakti from one who has bhakti. Um, well, as you can expect, uh, I believe and others believe there's a very nice solution, uh, resolution. But to get to that resolution, a couple of devotees are doing extensive writing. And one of them, uh, a very wonderful devotee, um, Swami Padmanabha, is a, a young sannyasi from Argentina. He's written an entire book on the subject, and he just asked me yesterday to write the foreword for it. So he he is writing on this subject, and also uh, Sundar Gopal Prabhu, 
uh, is a devotee presently in Oxford, and he's doing a, uh, a doctoral dissertation on this topic. <laughs> and uh, what's also interesting is that his doctoral supervisor is none other than Gopinata Charya Prabhu, a devotee of Krishna, who is also a scholar. Anyway, um, back to our song. Uh, in this translation, devotional service is actually a very simple and easily understood truth, for it is the soul's natural inborn tendency. Chitte tar ache shatva. Tahar samriddhi taba asha. Your desire, asha, is to expand samriddhi and enrich that devotion, tahar, of, of that, tahar, of that or of you, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's his, of him or of, of it. Um, enrich that devotion which is already existing in your heart. Well, that seems pretty clear, saying it's already there. Um, Dakibe bichar kori. Okay, let's see. But you should be careful to consider that by undertaking unnecessarily difficult vows and austerities, you don't you don't destroy the simplicity of the natural bhakti process. In other words, be careful. Don't get so tied up in your austerities and vows that you forget the point, that you forget the purpose, which is uh, to develop bhakti. If you're not careful, what could happen? You could destroy your bhakti. <laughs> um, yeah, an analogy we might think um, good gardeners know that certain... They know their plants very well, and they know certain plants need lots of water. Certain other plants, if you give them too much water, you may kill them. So, um, Krishna Bhakti Lata, the creeper of devotion, is a kind of plant, and we want to uh, nourish it. Of course, we can say there's, uh, it, you can never chant Hare Krishna too much, for example, or whatever. Um, but still, there's something to be said here, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, to be careful. And what, re, what this reminds me of uh, is the warning of Srila Rupa Goswami in Upadeshamrita mm, Niyama Agraha. Don't be embracing niyama. Niyama means regulation. Don't be mm, tying yourself up in knots with regulations um, to the point where you strangle your bhakti, to use another analogy. And of course, that uh, term is uh, cleverly meaning two things. One is 
uh, niyama agraha and the other is niyama agraha. Don't think, therefore, okay, forget about vows, forget about austerities. I'm going to... I'm going to live a happy life, uh, enjoying it as much as possible, and I will call it bhakti. Hmm. Rupa Goswami says, uh-uh. <laughs> that won't work either. Verse 3, Krishna arte koya klesha, kaya klesha, that would be a long A. Krishna, Krishna arte kaya klesha tar pal ache shesha kintu taha shomano nahoi. Now, a little pronunciation lesson. This in Sanskrit it would be samanya, but in Bengali you kind of mentally turn the y into another an additional n. So it becomes samanno, samanno. Kintutaha samanno hoi, na hoi, bhaktir bodok hole, bhakti ar nahi pale, pale, pale or pale, 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 actually pale. Topa, topa pal. Hoibe nischoi. The results that you get from hard labor on Krishna's behalf are extraordinary and should never be considered to be commonplace. Let's see now. How is he getting that? Krishna Arte for Krishna. Uh, Kaya klesha, the, the pains, the kleshas of the kaya. Kaya means body. Tarpal, its fruit, or their fruit, ache shesha. Now, the word shesha, as I know it, means limit or end or remainder. So, um, seems to have another sense here. I don't quite get. Uh, here he says, extraordinary. Okay may be used in a sense of something beyond shesha, remainder means after everything else, there's still shesha, uh, and should never be considered to be commonplace. Shamanna, uh, I believe, means commonplace. However, if such service turns into unnecessarily difficult austerity, Excuse me, bhaktir badak hoile. Okay, now ho, this is the, the, see the apostrophe, that's taking out an, an I, it would be hoile. And it's taken out to save time. Bhaktir badak hoile. Because otherwise you'd have to say bhaktir badak hoile. And that takes too much time for the song. Bhakti ar nahi pale. So badak, the the binding or binder, what makes bound uh, bond, binding of bhakti bhakti er hoyile would be 
So this is conditional. It means could be um, if you're not careful. Bhakti ar nahipale. There will not be any more fruit. Becomes an obstacle to devotion. Yes, barak, obstacle. Um, and it will prevent you from getting the real benefit of devotion. Um, instead, you will only get the benefit of the results of the austerity. Tapapal, hoibe, nischoy. So nischoy means uh, without doubt, definitely. And tapapal means the fruit of tapa, of austerity. So you'll get some result from your austerity. No doubt. Nischoy. Hoibe, it will happen. Um, but is that, what, is that what you want? You just want to get some fruit, some austerity fruit, uh, whatever that might be? Uh, no, the devotee wants something more. Kintu. Now, baby, I've never seen this form. And this is where... Um, let's see. Nope, our Bengalis are not with us today. I've never seen this baby, whether it's just a misprinting of Bhave. I don't know. Kintu baby, deko bhai. Maybe it's what it should be. Tapas jar, tapasar, kaj nai, jodi hari arodita han, bhakti jodi na palil, palil, that's also strange. Maybe it should be palia. Tapas jar, tapasar, tuchapal, tuchapal. Boishnava naloi kodachana. Just try to understand this. Just but try, kintu. Just try to understand this. Uh, my dear brother, remember, it's preaching to the mind, and the mind is sometimes uh, by Bhaktivinoda called brother. My dear brother, mind. Deko, look. <clears throat> Uh, look, try to understand, my dear brother, if one is worshipping Hari, then there's no need to labor for penance and austerity. Tapasya kaj nai. Kaj means work in Bangla Bhasha. And then Jodi Hari Arodhitahan. Arodhita would be, it's all very Sanskritic. Aradhana means worship. Aradhita means worshipped. Uh, Han, I think it's the present uh, participle, present, whatever. It's being worshipped. If Hari is being worshipped, literally, tapasyar kajnai, there's no need of tapasya, tapasyar, 
of the work of tapasya. Uh, Bhakti Jodi. Okay, here we go. If devotional service does not manifest as a result of some type of austerity, then the insignificant result of that austerity will never be accepted by a true Vaishnava at any time. Bhakti Jodi na Pali. Palil. Hmm. Palile, maybe. Um... Payile, that would make more sense to me. I think that's what it should be, payile. Uh, bhakti jadina payile, because that would again be conditional. Uh, if there is no bhakti fruit, tapasya tuchapal, and there's tucha. <laughs> I like that word. feels like it sounds anumatopeic. Uh, it means insignificant, something totally insignificant. Uh, the fruit, pala, uh, of tapasya, tucha, is insignificant. Vaishnav na loy kadachana. The Vaishnava does not at any time accept it. Again, very Sanskritic, kada is the question word when in Sanskrit. When? When are you going? When are you coming? Uh, when is um, when is Kartik beginning? Kada. And the uh, je- the non-specific answer to the question kada is kada chana. Sometime. Sometime. I don't know. It's coming. Sometime. So kinchana, akinchana, kada, kada chana, kim. Kinchana. Uh, so, but here it's na kadachana, not at any time. You see? Vaishnava na loe kadachana. Okay. Seems like I'm spending a lot of time with this translation this time. Sorry about that. But. Mm, gives me a chance to, I don't know, gets a little bit of uh, my little, little, little bit of some Shadubhasa Bengali uh, keeping going. Ihate Jegudha Marma. Beyond that, much more than that, I find it, you know, if we want to sing a song, it's nice to know what it means, but not just in a general way, I think it's nice to know what the words mean. What each, as much as we can, to know what the words mean. We can appreciate it more. Okay. Ihate jegudha marma bhujo vaishnaver dharma patravede odikar bhinna binoder nibedhan Bidhi mukta anukkan. Now, here's another. Uh, whenever a K is followed by an S, which would have a dot under it in the transliteration to make it ksha. So in Sanskrit, anu, this would be anukshana. In Bengali, you'd replace the S with a K and you'd get anukkana. 
or anukkan, or anukkanno, sort of like an O at the end. Sarograhishi Krishna Prapanno. From all this, just try to understand the deep inner significance. Uh, that would be Gudha Marma. Marma means something like essence. I think it can mean heart also. And Gudha can mean like secret. Um, the cave of the heart, like that. The deep inner significance of the principles of Vaishnava behavior. Bhujo means uh, to understand, he understands. Vaishnava dharma, the dharma of the Vaishnava. Dharma here, he's translating as behavior, which is nice. Patra bhede, according to differences in receptivity of different persons. Very interesting point, actually. Um, We sometimes hear the expression desha kala patra, place, time, and sometimes patra is translated circumstance. Uh, But more literally, it means receptacle. And more specifically, it means like a vessel, just like a, a plate or a, a bowl or a pot, um, a lota, uh, so patra. Um, but it refers in this context to a person, a person who is a receiver. Um, and so it comes to mean uh, like qualification. So, patra bede, and beda, we know that word, achintya beda beda. So, beda means difference. Um, Patra bede, in the uh, the situation of difference of of receptacle, adhikar bhinna. And this beda and and bhinna are. It's the same thing, actually, but different forms. Binna uh, is difference. There is difference of adhikar. In different people, there are different qualifications. That's all. Uh, according to difference in receptivity of different persons, there's a different, definite difference in their rightful capacity to devotional service. That's his translation which is very interesting. <clears throat> Bhaktivinoda's humble submission is, uh, Nibedan means submission, like uh, a request, a humble request. Bidhi mukta anukkan. Bhaktivinoda's humble submission is that you should just become a sadagrahi, and accept the essence of complete surrender to Krishna. Sri Krishna prapanna, thus becoming freed from and transcendental to 
all types of scriptural rules and regulations. Bid, the word bidhi with a B in Sanskrit would be a V, so it's vidhi, and vidhi means rules, uh, do's, uh, what to do, and then nisheda, what not to do. So vidhi mukta, you become liberated from vidhi mukta. When anukkan, uh, moment by moment, Uh, all the time, <laughs> I would say it means. Uh, and saragrahi, you become a saragrahi Vaishnava. This is one of my favorite expressions of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, I don't know that anyone else uses it. Uh, grahana means to grasp, to capture, to accept. Um, from grah to grasp. And sara, sara means essence. So a grahi, a sara grahi is one who grasps the essence, one who can appreciate and value and comprehend uh, the essence of a situation, of a person, of, uh, of scripture, and so on. So, so the uh, so the Thakur urges us. He invites us. Be no der nibedan bidhi mukta anukkan sharograhi grahi sharograhi si Krishna prapanna. Be one who surrenders, prapanna, literally falling down before Krishna. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, that's taking too long. Quick, let's sing the song. Let's get to the song. The singing part. When is he going to start singing? <laughs> okay. Let's try it. <clears throat> I'm tempted. Let's see if we can do this in a slightly different way from usual. Deco mana brate jena na hau Deco mana brate jena na hau Krishna Bhakti Asha Kori Achonana Brata Dori Radha Krishna Kori Te Prasanna Krishna Bhakti Asha Kori Achonana Brata Dori 
राधा कृष्ण खोरित प्रसन्न भक्ति जैसा हज चित्ते थारा अच्छे थार समृद्धि भक्ति जैसा चित्ते थार आचे समृद्धि भक्ति जदी न पाइले धर्मेदेन्न ईहाते जे गुड्ढा मार्म बुजो वैष्णवे धर्म पत्रवेद है अधिकार बिन्न बिनोदेनी बेधत बिदिमुक्ता अनुकान शारग्राही श्री कृष्णपान्ना बिनोदेनी बेदन बिदिमुक्ता अनुकान 
Saragrahi Shri Krishna Prapanna Saragrahi Shri Krishna Prapanna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So, Sahaja Tattva. Bhakti Jai Sahaja Tattva. It's easy. Just chant Hare Krishna. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. So now. Now what? Ah, some show and tell. Who wants to show, who wants to tell? I believe, uh, Chitrakarni, are you there? Yes. Yes, Guru Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, are you going to tell us something? 
Oh, yes. Um... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> Before, uh, may I say something about, uh, from my experience about this uh, self-inflated uh, austerity uh, in our uh, daily lives when we are practicing bhakti? Okay. Um, mm -hmm. For many years... Um, I always find myself uh, pushing so much and uh, this bring a lot of uh, suffering to me. So after some point, um, but very quite recently, uh, I realized that uh, this, um, this is not the real meaning of bhakti because I always find myself in uh, a suffering problem. But if we are practicing bhakti, we should be somehow joyful, <laughs> mm. right? And when we push ourselves so much, it's like uh, it's like mode of passion, actually. But mm. we be more like in a mood of goodness and more in the transcendental way of thinking of surrender. Also, when we are trying, I am. If I am trying to do too much austerity, it is not natural. Uh, it is a, most of the time it is against my nature, and so it brings me to the level of um, material way of thinking, mm -hmm. uh, because there is passion in it. It is my mind who is pushing me. Uh, so I thought to myself, if Krishna loves us so much, definitely he wouldn't be happy if we are suffering like this. Hmm. He, he wants a very nice, balanced, uh, full of love relationship. Mm -hmm. he, he basically, he wants our love. He doesn't want that we suffer. Like uh, two human in the in a relationship of two two humans, um, we desire that everybody is happy and uh, also they show their respects and love to each other. We don't want that the other is suffering because it's not uh, there is not so much love in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and generally, as individuals who are practicing bhakti ourselves. We tend to listen many book podcasts, lessons, and we listen many gurus. And actually, it is their job to push us. Uh. <laughs> so we tend to listen, 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 this, and we tend to believe that we are not enough. We are not doing good enough. We don't serve enough because. So in that point, it is very important to have a personal relationship with a guru who knows us. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they can say stop or go ahead. Mm -hmm. So personal relationship and guidance from a guru is very important because mm -hmm. we listen too much and we always think that we are not enough. We are not good. And actually this is the mind. And um, so it is creating a kind of obstacle, mm -hmm. uh, too much austerity uh, while reaching to the love uh, of uh, Krishna. So this is my personal experience. So yeah, it's these are good points, and to me, it, uh, what you're saying points back to the to Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song. Um, the 
the first point uh, in the last verse, patrabede, uh, that we all have different capacities, um, and therefore capacity also for austerity, and uh, to find to find the right the right level. We want to practice austerity. That is, um, austerity is the wealth of the Brahmins. It's the wealth of, uh, as a basis, and Brahminical life as a, as a basis for Vaishnava life, if you like. Uh, so austerity is there. Um, not that we throw it out, but what are we able to do? Patrabedi. And then the other point you just made uh, points back to his bhaktir badak hoile. Um, if something becomes an obstacle to bhakti, then it's not getting the fruit of bhakti, so it's losing the point. Yeah. And may I say something else about this mm. subject? Okay. And there is another danger, I believe, which we should be careful is. Um, when we are too much uh, concentrated on the idea that I should serve, 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 and there is the danger of neglecting the people around us who care for us and who love us and whom actually Krishna brought near to us. Mm -hmm. So we have a kind of karmic relationship with them, which means it is our dharma, it is our duty to have nice um, and relationship and to uh, do our responsibilities to these um, people mm -hmm. it could be anybody and uh, so it's like if we neglect the loving relationship around us whether be it bhakti practitioner or uh, who is not then actually uh, I don't believe that Krishna could be pleased with that because this is not really, mm -hmm. we should be mainly stay in our dharma, doing mm -hmm. what we need to do and also living in a, we should keep the balance uh, to please uh, Krishna because like uh, doing bhakti is a really like, we should be very careful uh, about this, not creating problem for other people because of our bhakti, mm. is what I'm uh, trying to say. Yeah, also a good point. And uh, I would say it points to the principle that, um, yeah, the very broad principle that a devotee is respecting everyone. Yes. Uh, and it just kind of falls into place from that um, it's the it's the um, Kanishta Adikar Kanishta Adikari uh, who is neglecting others um, because he or she is thinking I am serving Krishna so get out of my way <laughs> no it doesn't work it won't work that way. Good. And now I think you were going to speak about uh, uh, your realization of Chapter 4 of Adi Lila. Yes, I, I, I can't say it's a realization only while reading. 
um, it took me three weeks to read a small chapter. I only had some uh, visuals um, that sort of come appear uh, on my mind. So I, I and I and dear God brothers and sisters, I share my visualization with Guru Maharaj um, to think to ask him if this is okay, if this is do you think appropriate? Is it correct? And his and Guru Maharaj said. Yes, these visualizations are okay, and uh, and he told me, and Guru Maharaj told me if uh, if I would like to share this uh, with you all. So that's why uh, this is what we are going to talk about. Um, and I really don't know what to say. <laughs> so I hope Krishna will uh, help me to say some meaningful things because uh, they are really not important according to my uh, idea. Uh, while reading, uh, I read it actually seven or eight years ago, uh, chapter four, and I thought that, uh, I know I read it and I didn't create any effect on me, to be honest, and I thought that I understood. And after so many years, I read it again, but this time uh, <laughs> other uh, a realization happen and I understand that there is no limit in realization when it is about Krishna and most probably if we go out from this uh, material realm and if we could even see Krishna face to face most probably we would be still not realizing anything because it is not possible to really realize uh, Krishna completely because he's infinite. Uh, so this is what I understand. Uh, when I'm reading, uh, I, I, I just saw uh, Krishna in the middle of uh, everything, all the cosmic creation, and he was uh, just standing in the middle of everything also is and playing his flute and his uh, raza dance was going on so it's like we are all in raza dance also now also at the moment and also the gopis around him it is it's going on eternally and we are also part of it still at this very moment we are all the cosmic creation is turning around krishna and he's playing his flute and he's arranging everything with his will and with his flute. Uh, only there are outer, outer, outer circles and we are in the very far end of these circles and maybe there are other far uh, circles. So it's like when we are going to shopping, doing our daily activities, uh, chanting, or anything. Actually, we are part of this dance, but it's a matter of uh, consciousness and understanding to really understand where we are. In the close circle of Krishna, the gopis were thinking that uh, they were alone with Krishna. They weren't. But they were thinking that they were alone because they couldn't see anything, nobody uh, other than Krishna. But because we are in the outer circle, 
we don't see Krishna. We see everybody, everything is going on in the world, material world, but we don't see Krishna. So this is the main difference actually in the inner circle and also in the uh, outer circle. So this is a kind of uh, what uh, I... Uh, gives me the inspiration. I mean, this inspiration comes to me uh, while uh, reading. And uh, the other thing um, which I uh, feel felt is uh, when we are uh, we are thinking that we are alive now, but actually um, we are not alive in that. <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> We're not. Um, we're thinking we're alive, but we're not alive. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that we know is we exist, and all the other things that is happening in this existence is like our um, experiences that we are not alive. So it is just the opposite. Um, it is not that we are living and we are going to die. The people, the individuals who are practicing bhakti yoga has the hope to go to born, to be born in a life because we never experienced what is real life. Mm -hmm. It's like we didn't breathe real air. Mm -hmm. We don't know and we didn't feel what it is like to really live what the real world looks like. We also didn't see the real life yet because real life is going on, but we are not part of it yet. Mm -hmm. We are really trying to go out. And uh, we don't know what is like, what it is like smelling. We don't know what it is like. We don't know what colors look like. Mm -hmm. um, real existence is not this. And mm. um, so I see us like we are completely covered with thick soil, mud, very thick, and we are like living in um in holes, <laughs> like like this animal mole, mole, mm. <laughs> little bed, little TV, you know, <laughs> clothes. Um, and we think that this is life, but it is not. There is a, you know, like big thickness of soil covered around us. Mm. And the only, only thing that is able to pass from the real life, uh, this meaning spiritual uh, worlds, our gurus teach us that way, uh, is three shakti of uh, Krishna. And these are like... Uh, Ladini Shakti, Samvit Shakti, they are able to pass this. Mm. And this is what we um, have can, to hold on. They, hold can, on. they can penetrate through. Yes, exactly. And this is the only absolute thing, actually. Mm. The rest is, you can call it dreaming, you can call it sleeping, you can call it dead sleep, or you can call it simulation or computer game. You know, the virtual, pilot, virtual yes, rea exactly, reality. Exactly, yes. <laughs> you know, the pilots, they go into the simulations every, like every 30 hours, no, 
every month or they, they, they should make this regulation and they are really like um, uh, flying the airplane and there are some she, emergencies happen. Chitrakarani knows about this because her husband uh, has a pilot's license. He flies a very small plane, but it's a plane. <laughs> I've been with him up in the air. <laughs> yes, you did. And, I, and also <laughs> I get a pilot license. And uh, so I uh, so I had make friends from Turkish Airlines. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, they always tell me about this uh, air flying uh, yeah. simulations. And so they have emergencies in these simulations. And uh, it's not real, but it is, they told me it is so tiring and it really demands a lot of energy. It's mm. like more difficult than flying an airplane. And so these simulations help. So whether call it dreaming, deep sleep, coma, or simulation to engage us, <laughs> because they are teaching us all this uh, dreaming or this simulation huh. arranged by Krishna, in order to help us to understand that this hole, this dark hole, where the light is coming from a bulb, electrical bulb, small, is not the real thing. Mm -hmm. And so if we hold on to this Shakti, uh, one of these days when we have to leave the body, then the mercy can come up because we have the perseverance to mm -hmm. hold on to this uh, Shakti, because they're the only absolute thing uh, which uh, exists everywhere. So we can always think ourselves like we are sleeping. And, but, you know, in, in the, I believe Bhakti practitioners are like this. We are still sleeping. We are still dreaming. But, you know, when you are close to wake up, you start to hear the sounds, right? Your mm. mother says, wake up, honey, wake up, wake up. The school <laughs> bus is coming, you know, wake up, uh, you are late. So, but, you know, then we have two options or we uh, go under our blanket mm. and we prefer to sleep. Or we throw the blanket and then we go to the school, we catch the school bus and everything is okay. <laughs> so it's like the Bhakti practitioners are very close to wake up, not in the middle of deep sleep, enjoying the dream, mm -hmm. flying over the mountains or dancing with beautiful boys and girls, wonderful dreams. <laughs> but there could be also very bad dreams as well. Uh, so, so bhakti practitioners are very close to, you know, wake up in this, uh, from this dream or simulation. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I see some things like this. <laughs> nice. Thank you. It's um, the dreaming state, of course, again, Bhakti Thakur, we all know his song, Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago. He says, we're all sleeping. Where are we sleeping? We're sleeping on the lap of the witch called Maya. <laughs> and Chief Jago, he's saying, 
or living entity, jiva, jago, wake up. So yeah, we want to hear that sound of the Vaishnavas waking us up and follow that and not slide deeper under the, into the bed of Maya or on the lap of Maya. Yeah, thank you, very good. Uh, there's a question from Sita Sundari. Can you please say something about how Krishna states in the Gita that in order to be a yogi, we must seek balance in eating, sleeping, work, etc., because very often we are not in this balance. At least I can speak for myself. Yes, that's a, a verse I'd like to quote in chapter 6. I think it's verse 17. Yukta haravihadasya, yukta cheshtasya karmasu, yukta sapna vabodasya, yoga bhavati dukkaha. Um, he, he gives a nice, Krishna gives a nice result. If we can be yukta, uh, which means in this context sort of appropriate, appropriately engaged, um, or it could be like effectively. Yukta ahara, ahara means eating, Broadly speaking, it can mean consumption, taking things in uh, to the body, or also taking things into the mind. You know, we we sort of mm, we're always looking for what's new, what's what's the news, sort of um, consuming. We are cons consumers. Uh, it's very common now. Um, to speak of consumer culture, consumer society. We've been made into a consumer society. We know how to go shopping. Uh, and uh, the commercial world has made everything very easy to spend money. Um, we don't even have to ask a shopkeeper uh, do you have this or that? No, we can just find it ourselves in the supermarket. Um, actually, it's interesting uh, perspective uh, that the Maya is clever in this way, that now we think we're very free. We can go here and there all over the supermarket, uh, putting what we want into our basket. But look what's happened it's been, uh, we've been made into the person who has to do the work of walking, walking all over the supermarket and collecting everything. In earlier times, the shopkeeper did everything. You told the shopkeeper what you want, and he or she says, yes, here it is. But now we have to do all the work. Anyway, that's consumer, consumerism. Atyahara viharascha. And this is, uh, I find important also, talking about balance. There's ahara, meaning consumption, and there's vihara, uh, which can be translated as recreation or relaxing. Uh, 
can mean just generally enjoying. So there's something Krishna speaks about, yukta vihara, appropriate enjoyment, appropriate relaxation, appropriate recreation. Of course, Prabhupada says, what is our recreation? It is kirtan. <laughs> That's the devotee's recreation. Therefore, therefore, I'm telling Bhaktas Salim, who is sitting here, I'm encouraging him to learn to play Murdanga. <clears throat> okay, so yukta haraviharasya yukta cheshtasya karmasu. Cheshta means effort, means work, um, endeavor. Um, endeavor in activities, karmasu. Uh, yukta svapna and appropriate sleeping, appropriate rest. Yogo bhavati dukkha ha. Dukkha means misery, pain, suffering, everything we don't want is dukkha. And ha means like, means removal. Here it means uh, remover. You. Mm. Anyway, it's the removing of yoga, uh, sorry, the removing of misery <coughs> results, bhavati, uh, from such yoga in which we balance, in which we do everything appropriately. Again, patrabeda, according to our uh, capacity, according to our abilities. And then bhakti becomes sahaja, it becomes easy. <laughs> right. Is that okay, Sita Sundari? She's putting up two thumbs. <laughs> uh, okay, what else, what else? Uh, let's see what else. Mm. Oh, expressing appreciation for Chitrakarani's uh, reflection. Kavichandra to everyone. Oh, no, it's to Sita. Okay. All right. Anyone else want to share something? Okay, question. Oh, question from Salim. So about austerity, um, you said that is also individual. Is there like uh, austerity every devotee should take up general austerity? The question is whether if we say austerity is according to the individual, is there a general austerity that everyone should take up? Indeed there is. Uh, Srila Prabhupada said it. Well, to come to the level of being a human being <laughs> Uh, every human being should follow four regulative principles. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because, you know, the vast majority of people, if you tell them this, they will say, uh, you must be mad. Even, even Prabhupada referred to uh, this uh, gentleman in England who met his godbrother, who told him about the four regulative principles. 
uh, and this he was he was some kind of uh, aristocrat. Forget his name now. And he said, "What? That's impossible! Impossible!" <laughs> Prophet's saying it's for everyone. It's uh, it's basic. Uh, basic austerity just to become human <laughs> uh, yeah so of course yeah most people are not going to be able to follow but we can uh, we can tell people we can encourage everyone uh, to work toward these standards we can encourage them you know, typically we encourage people to become vegetarian, right? Because it's something that is not impossible. Most people can, if they are a little determined, it can be done. Uh, nobody's going to get sick and, and die from being vegetarian. Uh, and, you know, we tell them gambling is really not in your self-interest. Um, and so on. You know, intoxication, illicit sex, all these things are not in your self-interest. Uh, they're keeping you, they're keeping you deeply uh, in ignorance. You can't even be aware that there is light uh, talking about this sleeping and ignorance and darkness, um, of course, there's the classic example in the West from Plato. Um, I, I don't know which of his dialogues it's in, but uh, he tells the story of uh, the uh, people who are born and grow up in a cave, never seeing the sun, uh, it's a story he's telling to make a point uh, that imagine that they are tied in this position uh, where there's a fire behind their back and all they can look at, they can't even look at the fire, they can only look at the cave wall in front of them which casts a shadow of themselves from uh, the light of the fire. So imagine this situation, he says, lifelong. You don't know anything than this. And then someone comes from outside the cave, cuts the chains that are keeping uh, these prisoners tied down, and says, come with me. And they follow him out of the cave into the light, where there's the full sunlight. Of course, in the beginning, it will be blinding. They won't be able to see. Um, your whole life, you would, your eyes would just be completely uh, overwhelmed by the direct light. But after some time, they would become accustomed, and then they would see, oh, there is a real world out here. This is so utterly different. So, as basic austerities, uh, the Vaishnavas say, and the Shastra says, follow these four principles. Um, 
But then who's going to be able to follow these principles without doing something positive? And therefore, the Vaishnavas say, chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> and so we could say that becomes also a kind of basic um, austerity. It's, if we are a little advanced, it's not really an austerity. It's a pleasure uh, to chant Hare Krishna. But okay, it's an austerity. So chant Hare Krishna and gradually the taste will come. Syat Krishna nama charitari sitapya vidya pitopatapta rasanasya narochikanu. Kintvadarada nunitang kalusaiva jushta svadvikramat bhavaditat garamula hantri. You're suffering uh, from uh, a diseased condition uh, in which what is normally sweet tastes bitter. And so the cure is to practice this uh, Krishna-nama and gradually your, <clears throat> your disease will be cured. Tat-gadamula-hantri. It'll be removed at the root. It'll be fully uprooted. Uh, you'll be not just feeling a little better, you'll be cured of your condition. Is that okay? <laughs> yes, okay, well, mm, maybe we should talk a little about hermeneutics now. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Sugopi is saying probably given by Plato. Definitely it's from Plato. Um, but I don't remember which of his dialogues it's in. Oh, uh, one other thing, Mahananda Lanini wants to ask about feelings of devotee for other persons if they do not have same feelings. Is this some mental platform? Um, mm, uh, mm. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to, add, to give a good answer to a question where you know that behind the question there's a particular circumstance that someone is concerned with and um, all you can answer is in a general way, <laughs> which may be too general to really help. Um, but a, devote, a devotee is pursuing the principle of seeing Krishna in everyone, seeing uh, at least the super soul in everyone. And so, Ishvaretad adineshu balisheshu dvishatsu cha prema maitri kripa upeksha yakaroti sa madhyama Four categories um, for a madhyama adhikari. Uh, depending on the patra, depending on the receptacle. Whenever we talk about categories, it's quite possible that there's some, some in-between situation, but the, the categories orient us in a way that we can work from those 
positions, if you like, to a more refined understanding. So, prema is in relation to Ishvara, the Lord. Maitri, friendship, is in, in relation with the devotees. Adineshu, those who are not fallen. Uh, Kripa is in relation with Bala, uh, with those who are um, sometimes, I think it's translated, the innocent, those who are not aware of Krishna consciousness, not aware of uh, spiritual life. They're in the dark, but they're not averse. And um, upeksha, or neglect, is in relation to those who are um, averse. Uh, dvisha. Uh, now, this neglect is not judgmental. Neglect is just mm, keeping, keeping a distance, you could say. So someone is inimical and we can perceive, oh, this person is, wants to be a troublemaker, this person is atheistic, whatever it is. All right, I have other business. But it's not judgmental, it's just, let's leave that person on, <laughs> to themselves. <laughs> Krishna will take care of them in a different way, someone else, um, somehow or other. Actually, I was just reading, we get this every day, a uh, very short excerpt from something from Srila Prabhupada. Um, so I think it was yesterday. Um, it was part of an interview with one Dr. Bedford, I believe. And this Dr. Bedford, I don't know anything who he was, uh, was... Uh, saying something to Srila Prabhupada about, about agnosticism, that, you know, really, how can anyone be anything but agnostic? Agnostic in the sense of, I'm not saying I don't believe in God, I don't say I believe in God, um, I'm, I don't see enough evidence to say definitely one way or the other. So I'm agnostic, that's how the word is usually used. So he was saying like that. And Prabhupada really, in a very amazing way, was like pushing him. Yes, okay, but um, but do you or do you not believe in God? <laughs> and he kind of pressed him to say, well, yes, sometimes I believe in God. And Prabhupada said, okay, from that point, we can, you know, I can work with you now. You're saying sometimes I believe in God. Great, okay, now let's talk about how to expand that uh, recognition of God's existence. And then, you know, he proceeded to say, there is a process. It is bhakti yoga, there is a process. <laughs> so, I... I my point here was, uh, you know, the the dvisha, the dvesha, the uh, inimical person, uh, the devotee in the madhyama platform is kind of just keeping at arm's length and saying, "Okay, 
you are where you are and you think what you think and let it let it be so don't be disturbed devotee is not disturbed by it devotee has other things to think about and to do and places to go yeah so from this perspective then uh, maybe your uh, question can start to be answered about feelings we may not get reciprocation from others as we want it to be but then we have to ask ourselves what do you expect why should i expect anything from this person in fact, every time we expect anything, we're actually putting ourselves uh, in a dangerous position to be disappointed. Now, of course, in relationship like, like a marriage relationship, there are expectations because there are duties um, and so on. Um, still, there are going to be disappointments of various sorts and various degrees and reciprocation is going to be sometimes um, hard to perceive. It could be times when it's not there. So what to do in that situation? Um, it depends on the situation. One has to uh, think deeply um, what is going on. Is this a one-sided relationship? <laughs> in which case... Uh, Something may need to change. Or am I somehow blind to the reciprocation that I'm getting? Maybe I'm just not perceptive of uh, the affection that is there. It's just being expressed in a way which I don't perceive, which I don't register as affection. It can be so many things. Hmm. Mitra Balaram is wanting to share something. Yes, please. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Please accept my humble businesses. Hare Krishna, dear God sisters and good brothers. <laughs> uh, this is just a brief story of uh, last week. So uh, just this Thursday, I was uh, doing a... Uh, you know, having a regular day at work, full of pain and suffering. And then um, we had a discussion with uh, one of my uh, colleagues, and she's from India. <laughs> and uh, she was speaking, speaking, and we were discussing, and then she mentioned, oh, this is for you, this is for you. <laughs> and I was wondering, oh, so what is this again? And she brought me a, uh, a small box, and I'll try to share. And uh, do you uh, do you see something? I see an abstract design. Oh, there uh, I see something. Yes. Okay. A box. <laughs> a box. Yes. <laughs> so this is a box. And then I asked, oh, what is this? And then she mentioned that, oh, my husband is sending you this. <laughs> and then I opened, and lo and behold, <laughs> it 
She sent me a Radha Krishna painting. Ah. <laughs> so I found it uh, quite amazing. <laughs> so, uh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, they are, they are from India. Uh -huh. they, they don't have a name. And they need a little bit of repair here and there. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah, uh, I find that this is um, something worthwhile mm. sharing. Okay. <laughs> so I installed it it's just uh, since Thursday I need to figure out but uh, uh, <laughs> and he's standing on the, they are standing on the same box yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah very nice very sweet mm -hmm. yeah and they, <laughs> and they are da dancing I don't know they uh, they are very. Uh, I've never seen uh, this kind of expression. You know, Radharani is very, very casual, very affectionate, mm. and Krishna is standing there as if uh, waiting for a picture being taken. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, y your colleague. Uh, had a very thoughtful idea for a gift. It was actually her husband, but yeah, uh, okay. we were discussing because she's from, uh, she's not so far from Delhi, uh -huh. so she knows, she knows. Yeah. Nice, very good. Okay. All right, so then, back to regular screen yeah okay okay I think it's time for some now we have to get serious time for hermeneutics lesson uh, let's see if I can share screen mm -mm 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 -mm. I think I'll put this here and then let's see if it works we go here, share screen, and this should be it. Share. Okay, I hope you can see that. <clears throat> so, um, I'll back up a little bit, and I'm also a little bit jumping in a way, um, back and forth. What I'm showing you here, maybe I no, I want to keep that. What I'm showing here is um, this supplementary materials book, which I've not yet shared with you because I thought um, good that you just go through the foundations document, which I did send to you maybe three weeks ago. Anyway, last time uh, and the time before, I think we were talking about difficult or contentious Shastric statements and what they might be like. Because as you remember, the whole idea of hermeneutics, I won't say the whole idea, but a significant 
aspect is that we read something and we we have to go back and we read it again, or maybe we don't he- read it, maybe we hear it. Some devotee says something, and we say, what? Where is that stated? <laughs> so here's a nice categorization of 15 types of such statements. Uh, you may remember, yeah, I think we went through most of them, uh, a, a statement may appear culturally bizarre. Mother Yashoda treating adolescent Krishna as one would only an infant in other cultures, for example. What to make of that? Uh, number 10, a statement may appear morally unacceptable, even morally abhorrent. Statements that support lying, slavery, bigamy, infanticide, early marriage, human sacrifice, and so on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not lingering on any of these. I want to just go through them quickly and then get to something else. A statement might appear contradictory to modern science. And we all know very well how much Srila Prabhupada objected uh, to, well, two things related to the moon. One is, uh, he, he would say, actually the moon is farther away than the sun. And we kind of go, what? But everybody knows <laughs> that's not the case. Uh, how to understand that. But also his, how many times he said, they didn't go to the moon. <laughs> the... Uh, so-called mission to the moon didn't happen. So Prabhupada was one of the first conspiracy theorists in ISKCON. Um, So anyway, he said several things about that, but there's something he said about that which I just read today, and I really had to laugh. In fact, I think it was to the same Dr. Bedford um, about going to the moon. Because sometimes Prabhupada would say, even if they went to the moon, they can't stay there. And therefore, what's the point? Uh, But mm, one time Prabhupada said something, I just had to laugh. He said, why are they going to the moon? It's so much trouble, so expensive, they're getting to the moon. And then what do they do there? They sleep. (laughs) They just sleep. Go to the moon to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it's too noisy on Earth. I have to go where it's quiet. Let me go to the moon. Okay, uh, stretch the reader's credulity. Giant eagles flying in space. Um, Yeah, Timingila fish eating huge whales. These may be hard to take. Uh, statements that might endorse violence or fail to question it, often through narrative. Um, horses and elephants used in warfare is the example given here. Non-critically employ contemporaneously repulsive terms and concepts, uh, such as that today after, uh, off we meet with, would meet with, immediate scorn and rejection. 
just the idea of hierarchy, of class divisions, varna, um, the idea of absolute truth, you know, in public discourse today to talk about absolute truth, people think you're nuts. What is this absolute truth you're talking about? Okay, and the last one, uh, a statement may otherwise appear simply outdated and superstitious. Mm. So these are a few categories of, you know, what could constitute difficulty in, in uh, Shastric statements, which again, broadly speaking, were including uh, guru and sadhu, sadhu shastra guru vakya. Now, one of the 24 principles, you may remember there are six qualities for a hermeneute, that is one who practices hermeneutics, wants to cultivate. Then there's 24 principles uh, that we want to be aware of. And then there's 40 tools from which we may select specific tools uh, to um, engage in uh, a hermeneutic exercise to come to a clearer understanding of Shastra or to better apply to ourselves for our personal lives. So um, among the 24 principles. Number six is scriptures are consistent and coherent, enabling meaningful dialogue between part and whole. That's not the one I wanted. Uh, the one I wanted was here, number eight. Yeah, we talked about part and whole a little bit last time. Um, Number eight, authentic understanding and exposition of Shastra is consistent with Siddhanta. Now, most if not all of you have probably heard this word Siddhanta, but what does it really mean? What is Siddhanta? So our, uh, a few of our Shastra Advisory Council members, our very learned members, have done some amazing uh, explanation to talk about what is Siddhanta. And the first point uh, is to get a definition. And this comes from a purport in Adi Lila, chapter 7. Mm. It's really just giving a definition of sutra, but okay, this is a starting point. A sutra is a compilation of aphorisms that expresses the essence of all knowledge in a minimum of words. It must be universally, universally applicable and faultless in its linguistic presentation. I believe that definition comes uh, within, yeah, it comes within the discussion Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had with Prakash Ananda Saraswati Thakur and his followers, which 
we have discussed some weeks ago, because they're talking about the Vedanta Sutra. And so that's where that definition comes in. Okay, but now someone may think, oh, Siddhanta, that's kind of like the creed in the, in the Christian churches, right? A creed, mm, which comes from the Latin credo, that will be explained later. Radhikaraman Prabhu gives a nice explanation of why Siddhanta is different from creed. So I wanted to read this. Um, he says, our acharyas have given us several wonderful, concise statements of Siddhanta that reveal the essential theological convictions for followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then he gives one example of this uh, from one of the commentators whom you may not be familiar with. Uh, this is Srinath Chakravarti. He was the guru of Kavikarnapura. And, uh, you, but you may have heard this verse, it's wonderful. Verse, Aradyo Bhagavan Bradeshatanayas Tattama Vrindavanam Ramya Kachadupasana Rajavadu Vargena Yakalpita Shimat Bhagavatam Pramanamamalang Prema Pumarto Mahan Shi Chaitanya Mahaprabhur Matamidang Tatradaro Na Para um, He doesn't give a translation of it here. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, it's that the Lord is worshipable uh, most perfectly by the gopis, Rajesha Tanaya. Um, and his, his holy dom is Vrindavan. Um, and Srimad Bhagavatam is the pramana, it's the source of uh, knowing for Vaishnavas, it's amalam, it's pure. Prema, puma, arta, mahan. Uh, the mahat the, um, arta, the great arta, the great purpose for humans, puma, is prema. Um, and this is the matam, this is the opinion of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, that's a very rough and incomplete translation. He gives another example from um, Srila Baladeva Dhyabhushana from his Prema Ratnavali. And it consists of 10 principles. And this he's giving the translation of. Um, yeah, and it's based on something else from Madhvacharya, which gives nine principles. Uh, oh, this says, Madhva says, and then it gives 10. Okay. In any case, Sri Madhva has said, first, Vishnu is supreme. Second, he is to be known by all the Vedas. Third, 
the universe is real. Fourth, difference is real. Fifth, the living entities are devoted to Sri Hari's lotus feet. Sixth, there is gradation among them, that is, among living beings. Seven, liberation means attaining the feet of Lord Vishnu. Eight, spotless worship of those feet is the cause of liberation. Oh, I see, it's a printing mistake. It should be nine, it says ten. Uh, the means of valid knowledge, pramana, are three, beginning with perception, pratyaksha. Thus taught the moon-like Sri Krishna Chaitanya, who is Lord Hari. Um, and then he refers to the Dasha Mula Tattva of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, the ten root truth, literally, <clears throat> or ten roots, it can also be plural. The truth uh, consisting of ten roots could be translated in a few different ways. Um, so he, he says a bit about that, uh, that we, okay, so you may want to know, so what's the 10th, which is not included here? It's, um, it's the principle of tattva, sorry, the principle of rasa, uh, that uh, there is a rasa relationship with the Lord. We make, we'll get to that later. Okay, but here, the question that's being discussed is, is Siddhanta the same as a creed? And what uh, Radhika Raman Prabhu is explaining is, no, it's not the same thing. Um, and here's where he says that. It is crucial that we do not see these Siddhantic statements as creeds. Choosing one of them as the standard statement of faith and then using it as the sole measure of correct interpretation. To use a list of siddhantas as a pledge of allegiance or as a test of faith essentially imports a Protestant Christian understanding of religion into Vaishnavism. Christianity is a creedal religion, with nearly every denomination having their own creed to distinguish one from another. Members of some churches regularly recite the church's creed as a part of worship and pledging allegiance to a creed often becomes a test of membership. Um, I don't know to what extent that's true. Well, yeah, real membership, I think, means that generally in Protestant churches in America, you're basically signing your name to, to a creed. Uh, but on the other hand, sociologists have studied how people in America, again, decide which church they're going, going to visit and they found that a significant number, I don't remember the number, but a very significant number, uh, attend a church uh, just because it's nearby where they live. They don't care so much about the particular 
uh, creed or theology or uh, or whatever of the church. Yeah, it's nearby, and they, you know, they they have very nice choir. I I like their singing. <laughs> That's enough for most people. Anyway, may, continuing, major controversies and schisms in churches have occurred over the exact wording of creedal statements. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, the distinction between the Roman Catholic Church and uh, the Eastern Orthodox Church, one might say it's a difference in one or two words in their creed in their understanding of the Trinity. Um, <laughs> mm. So, all this is not to say that daily devotional practice, uh, the lineages of priests and teachers, as well as the formation of character, have not been important in Christianity. They have been, but the emphasis typically lies on having the correct beliefs and doctrines, since we live in a world that is deeply influenced by Christianity. It can be very easy to slip into this mindset and to use our own Acharya Siddhantic statements as creeds that provide a convenient test of faith, a criterion for membership and a definition of what it means to be Vaishnava. But, and here's the point, we must remember that Vaishnavacharyas provide a multifaceted understanding of how we gain knowledge and what makes someone a Vaishnava. Yes, believing in the correct Siddhanta is essential, but... So is one's daily sadhana, service to the Vaishnavas, learning from the spiritual master, and, and good character. Indeed, even the Siddhanta cannot be understood correctly without these other elements. And then he goes on to um, refer to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was asked, who is a Vaishnava? He answered three times. None of these times were about adhering to some creed. Uh, and you see where he's given uh, the references. And he says, it's not to say that having correct beliefs is not important. It's definitely important. As we see on many occasions when Mahaprabhu debates with Mayavadis, for example. But the point is that a creed is never used alone as a test of Vaishnava, nor is a single creed selected to the exclusion of others. A Vaishnava is known by many things, including his or her character and behavior, sadachar, attachment to the holy name and daily practice, sadhana, service to the Vaishnavas and spiritual masters, seva, faith in Krishna, shraddha, 
and proper understanding of Siddhanta. The key point is that we should not allow the Siddhantic lists to suffocate these other measures of proper understanding, but rather see them all as working together in a balanced way. All these measures of proper understanding must work together in a Vaishnava hermeneutics. This verse from Shvetashvatara Upanishad, so often quoted by Prabhupada, provides a vision of that balance. Yasya deve parabhaktir tata yata deve tata guru tasyaite katita hi artaha prakashante mahatmana. Only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. I think that's a nice statement to end on for today. Yeah, if we think about the whole project of hermeneutics to interpret Shastra, uh, we can say this is certainly a very essential uh, principle. Yasya deve parabhaktir. Implicit faith in the Lord and Guru. Through this faith, it becomes possible to understand um, understand Vedic knowledge. Artaha, the meanings, prakashante, they become manifest. Uh, for who? Mahatmana, for the great soul. Oh, but I'm not a Mahatma. <laughs> Maybe not, but that's what we're all trying to learn to become. And Shastra can help us do it, if we allow. And what does Shastra teach us also? Cheto darpanam arjanam bhava mahadavagni nirvapanam Shreya Kairava Chandrika Vitaranam Vidyavadhu Jivanam Anandam Bhudivardanam Pratipadam Purnamrita Svadanam Sarvatmasnapanam Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam Sankirtanam, Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. Brings all kinds of wonderful things listed in that verse. Anandam Bhudivardhanam. So, on that note, let us allow Krishna to enter our hearts through his name. We can chant Hare Krishna in a spirit of receiving Krishna, receiving the name. Not that we are putting the name out there, but we are receiving the name uh, into the heart. And then, Anandam Bhudivardhanam, because we're coming out of the cave into the light of Krishna. 
Krishna Surya Sam Maya Hoy Andakar Jahan Krishna Tahanahi Maya Radhikar. There's no Adhikar for Maya where there is Krishna. Okay, then on that note, Hare Krishna. Thank you all for joining. I hope you have a great week this coming week. Hope to see you again next time if it's possible for you to come. And uh, hope you find ways to share Krishna with others. Krishna Bhakti. And uh, as also Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur said, if there's no one around, you can preach to the walls. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarvinda ki jai, Nittai Gaur Prem Anande Hari 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 Bo. Guru Maharaj ki jai, Guru Maharaj. Jai Gurudev. Krishna, thank you. Jai Guru Maharaj.